Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Musings of a Minor FM podcast. My name is Paul, your regular host. Today I'm going to talk about last night's victory over Spurs, my United defeated Spurs by three goals to two with um, Cristiano Ronaldo grabbing a hat trick um, and ensuring that my United um, stayed in touch with our rivals with the top four battle, Arsenal and Spurs themselves and perhaps West Ham and Wolves. So it was a great victory for Manchester United, a victory that um, I wouldn't say um, it was vintage Manchester United. We, you can see from the way we played that um, the team is slightly short on confidence. Um, the team is um, there are issues with the team, and of course, the victory would have papered the cracks over Manchester United. But we all know the problems with Manchester United; it's well documented. So I won't dwell on that for now. But it was a great victory. It was an important three points. We needed the three points, no matter how how it came. It didn't really matter because there were games where we played very well. We did not win. The Watford game comes to mind. That was a game we ought to have won. We failed to win. So, we didn't do too badly, but we also played very well. But, well, I wouldn't say we played very well, but we played well enough to win the game. And if you look at the goals Paul scored, one goal was a penalty, a handball by Teles. The other goal was an own goal by Harry Maguire. So, again, it wasn't, um, it wasn't that Spurs outplayed Manchester United even though I felt they had some they had a better second half than Manchester United but again we had Cristiano Ronaldo who appears to be back in form and if we can create chances for him I'm sure we might finish this season strongly but I will talk more about the game after the break I just wanted to you know give you a preamble of my thoughts concerning the game so I'll be right back after the break don't go anywhere Alright, welcome back to the show. Thank you for staying tuned. I appreciate you all for spending and taking out time to listen to this podcast. Please don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, depending on the podcast application you're using to listen to this podcast so that you can get notifications of new episodes that might come out anytime I make a podcast. So thank you so much for your support. And thank you for your loyalty. All right, back to yesterday's game. Uh, well, let me start by giving you my thoughts on the game on a general level. Again, I think Manchester United's frailties in the second half is still apparent for all to see. We have a problem mentally, you know, with keeping up with the momentum with which we start a game. I think the players are fired up in the first half in many games we play. But in the second half, there's a drop-off in the performance levels. And it's, of course, it has come to bite us, you know, many times. We've drawn many games that we ought to have won. And we were embarrassed by Manchester City last time out. 
because of the drop-off in the performance. The Manchester City game, I mean, the quality of the Manchester City team just made us, made it look so terrible, in my opinion. The quality of the Manchester City exposed how terrible the drop-off is from the first-half performance to the second-half performance. In the first half against Manchester City, the team didn't do too badly. They we were competitive, we created a few chances, you know, we were dangerous on the counter attack. So but of course because of our defensive frailties we were two one behind. But if we had taken that same mindset, that same momentum into the second half, perhaps we could have gotten a draw or even a victory. After all, this sports team defeated Bachata City at the Etihad. It is this same sports team who you know who we just defeated you know we defeated yesterday that defeated manchester city you know you, you logically you would expect that if sports can beat manchester city at the etihad they should be able to beat manchester united who find it difficult to beat the beat teams in the lower half of the premier league table at old trafford but that was not the case yesterday you know whenever sports came back we were able to get you know move an extra gear to get, get back ahead so it just shows you how funny the game is and at the same time it just shows you how bad Manchester United is. I'm of the view that there's a problem with our team. Many players uh, have a problem with their mindset and many players are many of them don't see a future with Manchester United or are disillusioned or don't care about the way things are. Players like Rashford, who is now moaning, who is now complaining, wondering, asking for assurances, or you know, and his form. I in the matter of Rashford, his form does not justify him complaining. His form has been terrible. His form is his form has been terrible for the past one year. Yes, we've seen flashes of his brilliance, but he has not been good enough compared to what we've witnessed for the past five, six years since he burst into the scene. These last two years particularly have been poor, but last season, like I said before, or I've said before, he got away with it because he had the goals and assists to back it up. But this season, the goals and assists are not coming. And so his performances, rightly so, have been questioned. So that is my problems with players like Rashford, players like um, McTominay, Maguire, these are players who are underperforming. Wambisaka, you know, they are underperforming. Even Luke Shaw, they've been underperforming terribly this season. And when many of your key players, many when many of the spine of the team are underperforming, of course, you will have problems. So the drop off of Manchester United in the second half. Again, was evident yesterday. Of course, Spurs were not that good enough to take advantage, although they had a few chances, but they didn't really create chance, create enough chances to put Man United under pressure. So it was a, I would say, a, a cagey second half. They had a few half chances, uh, Regulon and Son, having, you know, trying to score. Son, uh, Son had an attempt that went off target. Uh, you know, he was quickly covered, so he had to take his shot first time. 
but even if it was on target, I doubt he would have beaten Dijia. Then, and again, Regulon, you know, cap almost capitalized on Lindelof's switch off, you know, when the pass was given to him. So, I think those were the two chances that Spurs had yesterday that they could have hurt Man United. Any other chance they create was Maguire's own goal, which if Maguire had not intervened, the striker would have been offside, you know, because he was way offside. But Maguire had uh, had to Maguire's intervention, well, kind of rescued Spurs' attack in that sense. So, so I don't think Spurs had better possession. They passed the ball well. I think they had a better possession of the ball than United in the second half. But we had. Um, we didn't create that many chances. The chances we created, Ronaldo was able to capitalize. The other chances were half chances, which um, Loris was. You would expect Loris to make those saves. So I think it was an intriguing game for teams, for two teams who are transitioning, who are undergoing a transition, transition, who on paper have good players but as a team are not doing well definitely Conte has made sports more competitive than under Nuno but my United I feel um, should be doing better than it is doing my United in previous seasons you would go into games expecting my United to win home games now you worry what my United will serve up you would worry what would happen? Would we give up? Would we give up our leads? Our lead, rather, would we give up opportunities to win the game? You know, based on the commentary I heard yesterday, um, the commentator said that uh, this this season has been the the in terms of giving up leads. This is United's worst season ever in Premier League history. And I'm not surprised. My United have given up winning positions more than I've ever seen in my entire life supporting Manchester United. You know, so it's terrible. My United needs to do better and really need to invest in the summer. Um, players that some certain players that need to go and there are certain players who are not just good enough and are best are best suited as squad players players like fred mctominay they are they are players that should be squad players who you bring on you know when there's a crisis or when you're trying to make subs or when you're trying to you know to give the established players a rest these are not players that should be the automatic starters. Don't get me wrong. Fred had a good game yesterday. Was by far our best midfielder yesterday. But you know that today you've we've gotten a good Fred performance yesterday. We don't know the Fred that will turn up against Atletico Madrid or Leicester. You know in our next game. So this is the issue with Manchester United. You cannot count on the consistent performances of our players. That is the problem. And so the fan base easily gets carried away when one of them gives an outstanding performance or plays above average in one game and we are all over the moon. Then we get disappointed in the next game and we begin to wonder why we are struggling to win trophies or even get into the top four. It's just a shame. 
so i think our performance yesterday was decent but i think uh the confidence level of the team if not for cristiano ronaldo's performance yesterday his hat trick we probably would have lost the game all right so cristiano ronaldo 806 goals for both club and country is officially fifa's highest goal scorer recognized highest goal scorer over or how i put it now officially according to fifa he's the highest goal scorer ever in football and um, it's a great achievement for Cristiano Ronaldo whom many consider the greatest of all time so I feel that's a good one um, it was quite fitting for Ronaldo to break the record by scoring a hat-trick and hopefully his form is clicking at the right time against Atletico Madrid hopefully he will he will be the main man again to rescue Man United because that game is going to be a cagey one, a tricky one, and United have to win that game. We cannot afford to draw the game because a draw will take us to penalty shootout. And you know, we've not been we've been losing penalty shootouts of late. We don't want that anymore. So I'd rather we win the game in regulation time or in extra time than to go through the lottery of a penalty shootout. So great one from Ronaldo there. He rescued Man United. He proved to all the doubters that he is not finished. A great hat trick, and hopefully uh, this is a turning point for the season, whereby he, you know, regains his um, respect that he apparently has lost from many Man United fans. Many Man United fans feel he is finished. That he is the problem of the team. I don't know why people would think that he players like Cristiano Ronaldo you play to their strengths you don't expect them to adapt you know to the strengths of the team because he is one of the greatest of all time you should be able to play to his strengths and how do you play to his strengths you provide them with service create chances for him and even if he's having a bad period you keep on creating the chances you know you keep on creating the chances and Man United have not been good at it until recently. And even yesterday, the first goal was a long-range effort. The second goal was, you know, yeah, a genuine chance that was created for him by Jadon Sancho. Then the corner kick by Alex Telles. Again, good delivery, good service. You expect Ronaldo to bury these chances. And he was outstanding yesterday. So that was great by Cristiano Ronaldo. Respect for him. All right, um... I want to talk about Harry Maguire. Again, you all, many of you know my stance on Harry Maguire. He's the captain of Manchester United, an eighty million pound signing, an Englishman, but he is a liability. And if he was not English, if he didn't cost that amount of money, and if he wasn't made captain, I'm sure he would have been dropped. Eric Bailly is far better than Harry Maguire, but he doesn't get a sniff. He's always on the bench. Victor Lindelof is Victor Lindelof is um well a Swede international, so he probably gets in a looking, you know, or gets showhorned. But Harry Maguire cannot get dropped because he's the captain of Manchester United. 
and we can see how problematic he is. Our defense is always shaky and he's always there. He's always in the middle. Against Manchester City, the defense was an abysmal. It was so abysmal, it was so horrible. Yet, he's always there. He, you can count on him being amongst the rubbish that the United defense has become. When we were woeful against Liverpool at Old Trafford, he was there. When we were woeful against Leicester, he was there. When we were embarrassed by Manchester City at Old Trafford, he was there. When we were embarrassed by Manchester City last week, he was there. You, when we were embarrassed by Watford, he was there. He even got a red card. Harry Maguire is a liability. And the only reason he is still playing regularly or gets regular call-ups is because he's an Englishman and he's an 80 million pound sign. So sentiments basically is what is keeping Maguire going. Nothing more. He's not justifying his static shirt. I'm sure if he was in Manchester City, Pep would discard him forever. Klopp would discard him forever. I don't think Dejan Lovren in Liverpool did was this bad for Liverpool. And he lost his place and got sold to Zenit St. Petersburg. Maguire has done worse, yet he's not going to get dropped. And this is all on Ole. His legacy is still going to be the end of this club until somebody has the balls to drop Maguire and damn all the consequences that might come with it. And you'll never find the English press criticizing Maguire. You won't find any, any sustained pressure on Maguire. Only the fan channels and only on Twitter will you find people who will call out Maguire for what it is. Maguire is a liability and he needs to be dropped until he can regain back his form or at least show us some of the form he had prior to him joining Manchester United or in maybe in his first season. Because I feel in his first season, it was average for most of the his first season. Though the second season just began to unravel at a rapid pace. And he, since the second season, he has looked worse. He has always been consistently average or below average in many of the games. I can't think of many games except towards the end of last season where he, I think he was quite good, you know. So, but right now with Varane in the team, I don't think we need Maguire to be playing regularly. Ideally, Maguire should be the you know partner for Rafael Varane, but it looks like it's Lindelof or Eric Bay that will Lindelof or Eric Bay do a better job than Maguire. It's not a coincidence that United defense is shaky whenever Maguire is playing, and that we are leaking goals left, right, and center. That clean sheets are hard to come by. If Maguire is playing, this has to change, really.
all right i also want to talk about this dj agenda okay there's this agenda i guess david dj you know people keep complaining about his frailties and yes constructive criticism is good and i believe that the judge should be criticized for his failings and not because there's an agenda to bring in Dean Henderson as our number one. That agenda is a useless agenda because we've seen Dean Henderson is not better than the judge by any means. Either at penalty stopping or short stopping. Dean Henderson, yes, be be good at playing the sweeper role and probably board distribution but he's not apart from those two i don't those we, i don't think we've considered any goals because of poor distribution by the with the GRD season i stand to be corrected i don't think we have um considered a goal because of a wayward pass by the GR or throwing the ball to the wrong person this season so people who harm hang or try to bring Dija into focus while ignoring the poor midfield and defense are just majoring on the minors. Yes, Dija does not come out a lot whenever players are one-on-one -on -one with him. He tends to stay rooted on his position in the six-yard box and that needs to change. He needs to be able to be confident in coming out to claim crosses or punching crosses or coming out to reduce the how will I put it reduce the angle or make himself bigger to make it difficult for a striker to score when they're one-on-one -on -one with David DJ you know I think DJ makes it easy for them in a sense you know so I think that is constructive constructive criticism of the job but i don't buy this agenda of always trying to push dean henderson as our first choice because i don't know why people are so obsessed is dean henderson is the goalkeeping position our biggest problem no it is far from our biggest problem the goals we concede there's nothing dean henderson or the jack can do about it maguire's goal yesterday the goal maguire the own goal by maguire yesterday would not uh, the the Henderson, in fact, no keeper in the world would have been able to stop that from going to the net, unless it's by a stroke of luck or good fortune the ball hits the keeper. So I don't understand people. The penalty Hurricane took it very well with power and precision. The jack gets correctly, but it was too powerful for him to stop. So I don't understand some people's problems i get Manchester city what was the job going to do did mares or the uh, Bruyne did they score because of a poor pass by the jail no so i think we focus too much on the minors and ignore the elephants in the room we know the problems with Manchester united it appears people are fed up with talking about the midfield and defense and so i'm looking for something else to focus on i think that is bullshit all right um i want to talk about um 
the overall performance of the team yesterday again the drought didn't do too much he had an average game he didn't have too many good saves to make so he had a steady game and uh, that shows you how good we were in terms of limiting the chances of spurs um of course there was nothing he could have done about the goals and he didn't have much to do at right back download i think is a bit of fresh air he didn't do too well yesterday he was average extensively average but i think he's always going to be better than one bisaka and bisaka will not give you any attacking outlet you know maybe defensively he will, he will be solid but my united need to be more attacking we need to be more creative um and we need our wingers or full backs to contribute immensely to getting our attackers opportunities to score and that not offers us that opportunity so maybe we need to invest in a right back in the summer and sell one of Wambisaka or that lot but i would rather Wambisaka is sold but because of the price tag that came with him and so you would expect somebody like Wambisaka to try and improve his game i can't understand why he can't improve the quality of his crossing you know he, he has to even if he's putting in bad crosses he should i think if he does that three four five times one or two will meet his intended target you know but he will just he will just go anyway let's not talk about one because he didn't even play yesterday so i don't know why i'm talking about him anyway varan had a very good game he was was well i i wouldn't say outstanding but he had a very good game yesterday he was um he 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 will complement any good defender we bring in to pair with him and again maguire um against the liability for us but there's nothing we can do at this point um Ranik is probably not attempting to rock the boat and so he keeps bringing back maguire hopefully against atletico madrid it will be lindelof that will play I don't see when Eric Bayer will play. Probably he will play when the season is done. And maybe there's no hope to win anything. There's no hope of ever getting top four. Then do not bring in people who can play, you know. So, but let's see how that goes. So, Varane had a good game. And Maguire had an ordinary game. And of course, he considered an own goal. Unfortunate as it is, it is what it is um players like that who are who are supposed to be a you know who who hardly have good games should you don't need them considering goals like that but you know this is what it is and he doesn't he will not get he will not get the sanctions that he ought to get because of his status you know alex tellers i think he was average um he had an assist with the third goal which was good uh, but i think alex tellers needs to do more in his delivery um but the good thing about tellers is even though most of his deliveries may be way off the mark or may not be as good as they should be he's never shy away from doing them unlike wambisaka you know so i think he had the, an average game um fred was actually very good he did very well yesterday and um, i can't fault his performance if fred can 
if Fred can improve on his passing, you know, and be able to, I don't know, his stamina, he's always easy to be bullied off the ball. That's another problem with Fred, but there's not much you can do about that. But if he can improve on his passing, then Fred will be an asset for anything, either defensively or going forward, you know. So, but again, I liked his performance yesterday. He was tenacious, he tackled and was hardworking. And that is why he gets into the team because of those qualities. Uh, Matish too was quite good. Um, unfortunately, he lost his legs and he had to be substituted as usual. Um, I wish Matich was way younger, but it, it the fact that Matich keeps getting played is an indictment on Manchester United Football Club and the way it is run. Hopefully, that defensive military position will be addressed in the summer, you know. Um, so, but he had a good game, but he at some point he couldn't keep up with the pace and the energy of the game, and we lost possession and we dominated in the second half, even with Puba in there. You know, Puba to me had a poor game. You know, he wasn't very good yesterday. Um, I would say he was below average. It wasn't terrible, but he didn't have a very good game yesterday. He was poor. You know, and again, these are this. Pogba, well, he has been injured for most of the season, let's not be frank. And he had some good games in the past. But another problem of Pogba is he is inconsistent um, for Manchester United. So, for me, if he leaves in the summer, which is looking like it's going to be the case, I don't think we, will, we are losing too much because we need someone who will be consistent. May not be as talented as Pogba, but will give us consistently good performances you know that will help the team Pogba's problems we all know what they are he is inconsistent yesterday he was poor against City he was he was good in the first half and should have been kept on you know but um, but yesterday he had the opportunity to impress and he was nowhere to be found Sancho and Rashford both of them um, they did not help our defenders, our fullbacks yesterday. They didn't support them. Sancho was culpable for the first goal. His poor defensive play um, allowed Kulusevsky to cross, which Teles unfortunately had, um, uh, had, had to stop from getting into the 18-yard box. You know, so... But he redeemed himself with the assist for... Uh, Ronaldo in the second goal. So, I'm happy that Sancho is is coming up with the assists. He's I like the fact that he's always looking to pass or to give it to somebody in a better position than to go for himself or to score for himself. So, the beauty about Sancho is he has he seems to know how to know when to shoot and when to pass or when to cross. Unlike Rashford, who is always looking to score goals. You know, and um, I feel that Sancho and Rashford should be their position should be switched. I think the problem of Rashford primarily is the fact that he's being played on the right wing. That is the problem of Rashford. He can't cut in and shoot with his left foot. You know, so he's always having running too tight. You know, running too situations whereby his shot will be saved by the keeper or be blocked you know and 
he just doesn't get his head up to pass the ball on time to somebody in the better position, you know. So then of course his overall play has been poor. His game yesterday was not bad, but you would expect more from somebody like Rashford. And it starts by putting him in the right position. I don't know why. I don't know why we keep playing Sancho on the left. I'm not saying Sancho is not doing well on the left. He does very well on the left. But I feel he he was bought to play from the right. Why do you make San, uh, make Rashford struggle when it is clear that he's not comfortable playing from the right? You know, if you want somebody to get back to him, put him where he's comfortable and see what happens. Yes, Rashford has been poor also playing from the left. But if he's been poor on the left, do you expect him to be better on the right? No. So these are the problems with Manchester United. Rannick insists on playing Sancho on the left and playing Rashford on the right. And I, I don't know what can be done about it. And I don't expect it. I think this, it will get worse for Rashford till his contract gets run down in 2023 and he will not be given an extension. That's the way it is going. Unless somebody decides to bring him back on the left wing where he has been good for Man United over the years. And I don't know why people have not been mentioning this. It needs to be said. Put Rashford in where he is most comfortable in and let him get back his form. It would be it would be bad if Rashford's career after starting with so much promises or promise ends in such a terrible fashion. You know, in such a poor fashion. He lives on a whimper. You know. Then Ronaldo We've all said all that needs to be said. He was a man of the match, undoubtedly. Great game from him. He was outstanding. He did everything right. Took his goals well. And we've all said it before. Form is, form is temporary, but class is permanent. We saw the class of Cristiano Ronaldo yesterday with his goals that he took admirably well. And we hope that his goals can help us salvage our season because we need him. Cavani, it was good to see him back, but for how long will we see him again before he goes out on another injury? So Cavani's injury record is a problem for Manchester United, but it is good to see him back, and he provides us an option, you know, um, in attack. But we need to move on from Cavani in the summer, although of course he's leaving, and um, that's it. Elanga did not have much time, but we could see his energy, and. Um, we don't have we have a problem at Manchester United in the attack because apart from Rashford, Sancho, Elanga, who else do we have? Nobody. Greenwood is out of the equation, and Lingard. Whenever he has come on, he has not done. You know his mind is out of Manchester United, and I think we should stop playing Lingard. You know, but if there's an injury crisis, we have no choice but to play him. You know. So it's so unfortunate that the way my United is wrong, we've allowed players to become disillusioned, unmotivated, you know. Um, with the way they with their careers at Manchester United and things need to change. Things really need to change. And I don't know, maybe we will need to start losing our commercial deals before some people upstairs will begin to add one plus one and realize that 
United's performances or United's brand is tied to his success on the pitch and not just the fan base and its ability to you know draw commercial deals so things need to change at Manchester United and I hope they do change at some point but I think this fan base needs to suffer a bit more for us to really get our acts right so let's see what happens um at the end of the season but i don't think the club is ready to abandon what brings money for them and so we'll continue to see some very silly silly decisions being made in how the club is being run so i'll need to stop here um the podcast is getting too long so i don't want people to get bored and i hope i certainly did not bore you guys uh, but these are my thoughts on um, our game with Spurs yesterday. I'm happy with the results. I'm happy with the victory. Hopefully, um, Arsenal will slip up at some point because we need them to slip up. They have, at, at the time of making this podcast, four games in hand. Four games in hand and we're just two points ahead of them. So, um, of course, I'm sure they're going to, they will have to drop points at some point but they, because they're going to play Chelsea and Liverpool. But will they drop enough for us to catch up with them? And we still have to play them anyway at Emirates. We need to win that game. That game is a must win. You know? So, there's a lot to still play for this season. Um, and hopefully, against Atletico Madrid, we can still have something to look forward to in the coming weeks and months. Um, so that's it ladies and gentlemen I want to thank you for taking our time to listen to this podcast I'll see you on Tuesday or Wednesday morning after the game against Atletico Madrid so thank you and bye for now